Arnold runs for his life, man. Frazier turns 100, and that's so Raven says that's so goodbye. This week on 2010. Welcome to 302010, everybody. The Internet's podcast time machine, 30, 20, and 10 years back in time. We will be looking at the week of November 10th through the 16th. Hello, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me? Dave Sub Zero Ruddin. <laughs> Diana Goodman, the butcher of Bakersfield. Shot on location in Seattle. I met Jay. <laughs> and, uh, and I hope that... I ruined our running man combo breaker there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Those are light teases for yes. what's uh, in store for you guys ahead of the show. If you don't know what we do, we look 30, 20, and 10 years ago to this week back in time. We're covering November 10th to the 16th, and we're going to look at the news, the new releases in film, music, and uh, tele- some of the notable television releases of that week. And everything's kind of starting to both ramp up and ramp down. October's over, but also the holiday movie season and some holiday specials. Just getting in there. We're going to get sweepy, right, eventually? It's going to be sweeps for television. Um, I'm sweepy right now. (laughs) Got up too early to do this podcast. So stay tuned for all that and more, people. It's going to be fun. Ahoy hoy everybody, this is Bob Mackey, Chris Antista, Henry Gilbert, and when you're done listening to this, we'd like you to check out Talking Simpsons. It's our chronological exploration of The Simpsons only on the Laser Time Podcast Network, where we'll discuss why Barney is the MVP of Season 3. Whatever you say, Mom! Uh, when we try to figure out what every reference means. Weren't you one of the little rascals? And where we'll tell you how to avoid the poison donut. There is a poisoned one, isn't there, Smithers? No, sir. I discussed this with our lawyers. They consider it murder. Damn their oily hides! For all this more, listen to Talking Simpsons every Wednesday at TalkingSimpsons.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Anyway, starting as we always do in 1987. Once again, this is the week of November 10th through the 16th. Uh, no news, no notable news of this week. I uh, hope we didn't miss anything. Reagan's um, just looking for a turkey to party. <laughs> Reagan? <laughs> well, no, not that one. No. Not that one. This turkey smoked a marijuana once. We can't pardon him. <laughs> I didn't mean the turkeys in Congress. Can I go to bed now? <laughs> My Reagan is Mr. Burns. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, it was the blurst of times. Uh, but we can move into the movies of 1987, some of which are more notable than others. I gotta say, the one we'll talk about last mm-hmm. is not the least, because I love this oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, just blow through some of it. Very little to talk about yeah, until about that last one, so let's just... These aren't about murderous game shows. Let's let's keep going. Siesta, Diana? Uh, okay, so we get Siesta... <laughs> I don't want to. Sl- I didn't want to. Sl- I don't want. I didn't want to slam a foreign movie. Then I saw Ellen Barkin's name right next to it, and like I'm okay. This I'm movie okay. put me to sleep. <laughs> it's got an amazing cast, yeah, and it's about like this. Ellen Barkin wakes up in Spain and doesn't know what the hell's going on, and then like Martin Sheen, Isabella Rossellini, Gabriel Byrne, wow. Jodie Foster, like tons of people pop up. Reviews are all like, Wait, where did she wake up? It's a lot of white people. Spain. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Um, Spain. 
Also, I, why have I never heard of a Martin Short movie? Oh, because it sounds like it's awful. <laughs> yeah, Martin Short needed someone to write him good stuff. Annette O'Toole and, and Paul really... Reiser, that's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, Cross, cross My Reiser. Heart is about um, Martin Short and Annette O'Toole are about to go on their third date, and everyone knows that's a date you fuck on, so they get mm. advice about what? this, and they're all nervous. So, yeah, Martin Short in a romantic comedy, no, unless he's like doing an Ed Grimley dance. Does I'm he not... scream, fall down, get hit in the nuts, have I... a paint can hit him in the head? Maybe. Martin Jesus. Short has never had sex right like, it can't no. be he's got children so I know he has but I just don't do I just ways. don't know why yeah. I assume that manic energy comes from a constant state of sexual denial yeah, yeah. I loved. I saw him live last year man. I know, uh, I know, oh, he, man. I know he's been inside yeah. Dennis Quaid or no wait Dennis Quaid's been inside him <laughs> it's the opposite <laughs> it's the opposite um, yeah. man and I, by, the, by the way for Siesta um, Isabella Rossellini got nominated for a Razzie twice this year she was nominated for Razzies wow. I feel like they just do that like the Razzie awards like hey we nominated this one person five times isn't that hilarious? But yeah, yeah tough guys don't dance and oh. siesta. <laughs> tough guys don't, tough guys don't da- But wait, yes. you're saying she got nominated for Razzie for that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh God. No, oh man. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh man. Is this a reference? No yes. one knows this, yes. Diana. No one's seen this movie. We, we, it was no. on the show like a couple weeks ago. A couple oh. weeks that, that ago. great YouTube video where, they, where she's narrating a letter and then the guy and then overacts. Ryan O'Neill. <laughs> the camera spins around him while he just goes, Oh God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh man. Over and over. I hate knowing this little about a horror franchise coming out of Halloween, but uh, I can admit it. The Howling. I've seen yeah. the first one. Uh, Joe Dante movie. Werewolf movie. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, uh, that's Wolf. Oh, that's Wolf. That's, uh, oh, sorry. It's, it's not American Werewolf in London, even though I think they both came out around the same time. But why is this after Halloween? Wait, yeah. Gary Busey? No. Oh, it's Silver Bullet. How many werewolf movies came out? <laughs> Apparently too many, but The Howling 3, The Marsupials? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Now they're no. adorable. Yeah, what, what's so... St- Scary about someone turning into a, a wombat? Got a pouch oh. on the front of my belly. <laughs> I know Jack Nicholson's not in it, but that's, my brain That's is. literally what, what happens. Is he, <laughs> there's a guy, and he has sex with this werewolf lady, and then he like looks like after sex notices, she has a pouch. Oh. Is it like Videodrome? Does she have like a handgun in it? And no, it's it just a fucking pouch. I got it, and I just clicked on <laughs> IMDb, so and you should too, because the first picture is just ridiculous. <laughs> Shot classically in black and white, but a werewolf hooked up to a bunch of diodes with human clothes on. I must. Um, and for some reason, like the way that things are set up in our document for mm-hmm. thirty twenty ten, it's the movie and then a colon and then the the people who are acting in the movie. Mm-hmm. And this one, I thought it was Howling Three, starring the marsupials. Yeah, they're an improv troupe. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, <laughs> I thought they were like the precursor to the Wiggles. Uh, <laughs> I must feed on eucalyptus. <laughs> <laughs> Prison on fire with Chow Yun Fat and Tony Ling. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Never yeah. heard of this. Oh, Ringo Lamb joint. That's a good one. Um, and is it an American movie or a Chinese movie? Chinese. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. So uh, not gonna pull a trailer because it was just Chinese. It, it was Chinese. Chow Yun Fat screaming in Chinese. That's a great combo though. Yeah. Chow Yun Fat and Tony Lung. Yeah. And you yeah, mean to tell movie. me that a movie called Hope uh, Hope and Glory isn't a sitcom? No, there was a sitcom. <laughs> there was. Yes. Yeah. This this is actually this is a really good movie. I act, I really like Hope and Glory. Uh, it's directed by John Borman, mm-hmm. and it's oh. about like childhood during the blitz in london yeah it's a semi-autobiographical about him yeah Uh, and it's it's really good it's got like i mean some humor and it's got some sadness and i mean stuff about like they're in the bomb shelter and they're like you know they can hear the bombs getting closer and closer and they're like i think his sister is like oh please don't drop a bomb on us please drop a bomb on mrs (laughs) walters down the street because i hate her (laughs) (laughs) and the poster is really cute because it's a kid smiling running from blimps and bombs (laughs) in Whoa. the background ah. of London, yeah. Yeah, adorable. 
No, it's 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 <laughs> you a, can do both. Yeah, I I really like it. It's a, a kind of take on World War II that we don't really tend to see. Yeah. So you're saying that poster has a running kid? A running kid, which oh. will segue nicely into a movie that finally knocks Fatal Attraction to the number one yes. slot of 1987. In the year 2017, an man accused of a crime has a choice: hard time. Or prime time. Sensational. <laughs> Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark. I'll be back. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I cannot. I did not know this because I didn't see get into Arnold's yeah. uh, until way yeah. later. But he literally said, I'll be back in almost all of his movies post Terminator. Yeah. It was yeah, like it was required. A, it was an Arnold quote. Not yeah. a, now it's yeah. a Terminator quote. Yeah. But it was, in, it was in another movie as well. I forget hmm. which one, but I'll be Mando? back. It's oh, so it's weird. Like when he says it's it in freaking twins. He yeah. says it every time. <laughs> yeah. But the running man is so, yakety yak. Don't go back. Yeah. The yeah. running twins. man. I love this. I just, I didn't see this movie until about 10 years ago. This was ago. the first Arnold movie. I believe I ever no saw shit. this wow. and predator. They were on the same HBO tape. So one or the other was the first I watched. And they're still my two favorite Arnold movies. Like, yeah. I love Terminator and Terminator 2, but this like this probably is my favorite. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites. I just love the idea. It's such a video game. It is a, yeah. I always yeah. call it a perfect well, video Smash game movie. TV, yeah. Right? It has, but it, yeah, it has later, bosses yeah. and, <laughs> and mid-level bosses and who different knew? levels. And co-op. Yeah. And though all your co-op partners suck. <laughs> but yeah, Arnold plays a dude. Uh, it, there's a, been a billion movies about this yeah. in hindsight, but uh, about a, a gamer. The gamer, mm-hmm. but people who are convicted to either go to prison or they can go on a game show where they're likely to lose their life. Yeah. What makes this super distinctive is that, uh, well, Yafet Koto is in yeah, it. That's pretty nice. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Richard, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson that that's amazing Richard casting. Such a, like, such a revelation that, like, like he is a cre- he was a creepy game show host at the time. Would always but kiss women like, on the mouth in Family Feud. Does he kiss Arnold on the cheek? No, he doesn't. He but, he, yeah, like, that he is just, like, the biggest asshole. Yeah. I can't believe, like, this... this he might, beyond, like, game show, uh, those, that information about him, he might have been one of the most recognizable people in yeah. the country. Yeah. And, and associated with, with pleasant game shows. The I mean, Match Game, which he did for, yeah. like, six years, and then, like, family ten feud. years of Family Feud. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knew who he was, and now he's cast as a sadistic villain in this <laughs> dystopian sci-fi yeah. 80s movie written by Richard Bachman, which you fans uh-huh. will recognize as a pseudonym for Stephen King. This isn't even like a full novel. This is like a novella it's short a short story. story. It's a short story. Which is, a lot yeah. of his movies are based on yeah. short stories. Because so they could like, fun. we can make it into whatever we want and yeah. say it's based on this thing. It's so much fun. It, uh, Yeah, it is just, it is so much fun. It is... Not as serious as movies like yeah. Commando and oh, Predator, God, no. which yeah. is why I really like and it. And Arnold's yeah. clearly having fun. You can tell and, he and gets it. This is like Starship it's, Troopers, like we talked about last week, in RoboCop, where it's like, oh, you could just read it as a fun action movie, but you could also read it as, like, this is what TV is turning into. Yeah, yeah it's that serious yeah. commentary. I, I saw this probably about 1990 or so, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's fun, whatever, mm-hmm. it's an action movie. I watched it again last night. <laughs> and I, there was so much satire yeah. buried in there, little references to stuff like the hate boat. <laughs> just no, I mean like the, the, the hate, hate boat, boat is a poster on the wall. I love your yeah. commitment to the show, Diana. Like I, I am the one who does the TV, and I don't, I don't watch any of that shit. Yeah, just I just felt I like do, you know I, I remember that oh there's some satire, and it's mm-hmm. like the satire is that you know the old ladies in the audience want to see blood, mm-hmm. but little things like them thinking about what 30 years in the future is going to be. There was some sort of uh, apocalypse in like part of LA. And yeah. so now it's like they, they it's have a, a ride over like, water, I think. Yeah, which uh, actually is kind of what happens. Who knew it would be yeah. so much worse? Yeah. The actual 2017 sucks. But they throw in like little tiny things, like there's a flight to Mandelaberg. 
<laughs> which is way ahead of its time. Wow, I totally missed that. Because we did a commentary for this a long time. You can find it on lasertime.bandcamp. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Nelson Mandela was still in jail and apartheid was still going. They said, in 30 years, wow. Johannesburg will be renamed. Wow, <laughs> was this commentary part of the L'Aventura? L'Aventura pack. Because yes. the appearance of Jesse the Mind. Yes. The mind. As uh, Mr. America? Or not Captain, Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. Yeah, joining I'm not Jim, Brown's, shit. Jim Brown's Fireball and Erland Van Litt's Dynamo. Liberating best, people from chemtrails. The yes. best worst character of all time is a giant fat opera singer in Chris, dressed in Christmas lights. Who would be lightning. dead within a year of this movie. Yes. Yeah, Ooh. he passed away. Yes. But yeah, I mean, just the idea that I, I love one thing. I mean, not just, oh, there's going to be more violence on TV and mm-hmm. it's used to distract people from real problems, but uh, little things like that, you know, TV, that, that entertainment, a giant entertainment corporation is basically the same as the government yeah. like that that corporations have taken over to the point where you don't get a court you don't get a court appointed lawyer you get a court appointed agent who negotiates <laughs> your television contract and yeah. that's his job and like there's a moment where he's like you know wait, uh call call the attorney general no wait call the president's agent <laughs> <laughs> which game of death will he be attending yep also by the way our president does have an agent just think about that <laughs> oh, boy. and this should have been like there should be spinoffs about like other kinds of shows like this like they should i, I love i mean like the other shows they have in this movie are hilarious I think like the cool uh, climbing for dollars yeah. oh, climbing yeah. for dollars <laughs> oh, <laughs> a whole good. movie based on that yeah <laughs> it's just the dogs ripping at this guy while yeah. he's trying to hold money in his I mouth think, i think this is ripe for them to make a extended I, sequel to yeah. arnold could still be in it because it, it he'd does, be the host it does yeah because he's hosted a reality show by this point <laughs> it's hardly a timeless movie but that's what's so fun about it it's it's an it's it does come from a future via an 80s outlook so yeah. every generation should have a movie like this even yeah. though i guess we got ours with gamer yeah which is pretty okay. i just love <laughs> those directors yeah, yeah hunger yeah. games man hunger games is a great example of that yeah. Shit. oh yeah that's yeah. I mean, at the time hunger games everyone was like oh it's such a ripoff of battle royale which like it's really not it's more <laughs> ripoff of this Running yeah. this is the ripoff of most dangerous game which let's just assume our culture yeah. will continue to eat itself and re- reinvent itself let's say that it's a butterfly yeah mm. but running man is just it's it's a really fun time capsule never ever ever boring yeah. never no. boring this movie yeah super no. fun it moves at such a good pace mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. so I great. I was really really yeah. pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah, and, we, and you touched upon it in the trailer, but I did mm-hmm. include a clip of uh, the reaction to "I'll Be Back" is my favorite thing. From <laughs> yes, on your marks, get set, Killian. I'll be back. Only in a rerun. Oh, go! <laughs> Don't have reruns like, in 2017. This, this honestly might be in my like top five movies. I love it. I love I, it. I, it's I, awesome. I, yeah. If yeah. I, it, it, I rarely see it on TV anymore, but if it were, I can just sit here and watch it. Yeah. It's, it, it's a. It, it's like a video game. It's a series <laughs> of moments that are almost yeah. sometimes feel uh, disembodied yeah, from what just soundtrack. happened. Soundtrack. I think Paula Abdul choreographed. Yes. Like oh, dance the, choreography by Paula Abdul. Yeah. Was she nice in dancing. it? No, she's no. not in it. It was a nice dancing. I mean, it really helps hits the bread and yeah. circuses sort of thing they're going for. Also, I really like that. Arnold's constantly throwing off like you know post death one liners, mm-hmm. but they're not treated seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's looking mm-hmm. at him and is like, you know, hey, where's that guy that you just cut in half? He had to split. They're referencing that. Yeah, they're just sort of tossing it off as like, oh, where where is he? Oh, he had to split. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Sub Zero now. Plain Zero. <laughs> so Arnold's in this movie that Paul Abdul worked on, and then a few years later, he'd be in a movie with a cartoon cat. 
Oh, wow. A lot of connections. Last action hero. You're lucky I'm here to get that. <laughs> um, that's that's a very brief scene. Danny DeVito, the voice of that cat. Yeah. Directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Uh, and that's I was just crazy. looking at his. Who's that? He directed some of the most toothless comedies yeah. of the mid '90s: The Cutting Edge, Air Up There, and Kazam. <laughs> and he was an actor. Kazam, isn't, he, isn't he Starsky or Hutch? Yes. I oh yeah. wow, really? Mm-hmm. It's I like. It's just amazing how they created this world, like where you're shot into. Uh, a dystopian LA from a game show. Yes. <laughs> and he, Starsky, he was in Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. but then directed a couple weird movies. And this being the most R rated one, I think he was a quick replacement. Uh, Arnold complains the movie was supposed to be darker and uh, hmm. go even Perfect further. The way it is. I, th- I love yeah. it. I yeah, love it. He's wrong. I love it. But let's get into the TV of November, what? Oh. 10th through the 19th? Am I getting that right? I am not. It is the 10th through the 16th. 10th through the 16th. Yeah. Um, TV this days. week. Um, On the 10th, the Growing Pains episode, Who's Zooming Who? Uh, aired. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know, because it's got like nothing to do with the episode. I guess it's like zoom, 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 and your boom, boom. That's is it, too early. Is no. that's later, right? Rex and Effects was 91. Isn't there a song? Uh, who's zooming? Who's no, zooming? Who? Zoom who? Yeah. Well, there's a there's another. Earlier. I think there's an episode of Grey's Anatomy that's also named that because I found it hmm. looking this up. So I maybe it's a reference to something. I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure it's a reference. But uh, Carol Siever, Tracy Gold, dumps her current boyfriend because a good-looking newcomer comes to school yeah. and asks her out. Oh, He's no. a very special guest. Another special guest is Rachel Jacobs, who I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is, Diana? Mm-hmm. All right, nope. they, it said special guest. I don't know who that is, but the super special guest uh, we'll see in this clip. Not only was I born in Salinas. But I lived there all my life. So when my dad announced that we were moving, it was quite a shock. I'll bet. Change is good, right? I mean, who wants life to be the same day after day after day? Snob me. Is that Brad Pitt? Yeah, see, I got it from The Voice. And I was like, you described it like, what a bitch, Tracy. Like, oh, it was Brad Pitt. I understand. (laughs) Dump every boyfriend you've ever had (laughs) and go after Brad Pitt. Also, I didn't say that. (laughs) Who's Zooming Who is an Aretha Franklin song. Oh. I knew it was a song. Aretha Franklin was Zoom, 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 and a lot of boom, booms. Yeah. So, uh, uh, on the 13th, Sonny and Cher (laughs) reunite on Letterman. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Kids, I assure you, I don't understand most of this either. (laughs) I never saw a real episode of Sonny and Cher. You don't know, Sonny? Of course I know who they are, but like, this is meaningless. This was meaningless to me then, yeah. and it's pretty meaningless to me now. But I, mean, I guess it was, it's a big deal. It was notable in that like they were separated or divorced for a while, for a long yeah. time. But like, share, share, share. Saying that because I feel like we need to explain what the fuck. Two, Sonny and Cher they're is. like the most famous couple on television. Yeah, they yeah. hosted yeah. a variety yeah. show variety for a while. Show. You remember Share? Sonny Bono died in an awesome skiing accident. I, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> at this point, Sonny Bono was he like was he a senator? He's, or, no, no, no. Or oh, he, wasn't, he hadn't done that by no? this point. No, he hadn't run for office yet. Okay. He hadn't because in this clip he's not all there. I, he's on um, something. Really? Watch this clip. <laughs> There's something going on in Sonny's mind. Wow. He's either like shocked that he's on. TV with Cher again, or he is on something, <laughs> yeah. or I just figured he was just getting old, but he lived for a while after that and did yeah, the, another, all the another stuff. ten years or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I think my favorite thing is okay. The Sunny and Cher show is mm-hmm. a really, really stupid old school variety <laughs> show. Yeah. But the thing was, they always ended with "I Got You, Babe." That's yeah. their signature their song. song. And then they come together on Letterman again, and they start to sing it. And Cher doesn't remember. She literally says, "Like, wait, I go first? Oh, okay." And they start singing. It's like you sang wow. this song. A thousand times. Yes. Yeah. But they were on so many drugs. But that was a long time ago. Again yeah. in a few years with Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. I think I she mentioned Sonny Bono being a senator in that song. Yeah. Also, Cher's about to win an Oscar. So. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I got to hear this. Yeah, go for it. I want to plug uh, one thing. I've, I, I, 
I waited for Cher. I waited, waited. She, you know, she's doing oh all those dual yeah, movies right. now. So I figured I, I'm going to get a new singing partner. So I've, I've got a new singing partner. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Who would that and, be, Sonny? And, and we're going to uh, we're going to premiere uh, Jan, uh, Jan, uh, December 31st in Palm Springs. We're going to open the convention center with a big 60s rock and roll show. And we're she's gonna, blonde, however. She's blonde. This is for real. You actually for have real. a new real. I oh. have a new singing And what is her partner. name? Her name is well. I'm gonna be with uh, like the Mamas and Papas, Dion. Right. But who will Adon you be singing with? I will be singing with Chastity Bono. Oh, is that right? Wow. 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 I was I was waiting for a punchline there, but yeah. Sonny uh, has my same hair loss. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know so Chastity back when he was a girl. Yeah. yeah. Chaz Bono uh, now. Uh, got any Chastity? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a grandmother who had a stroke uh, mm -hmm. when I was a teenager, and she talks just like that. Mm -hmm. So when I watched this, I was like, oh, did he have a stroke at some point or something like that? That is surprisingly mm -hmm. aloof for a man who would eventually get elected to something. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I knew about all this stuff, but I assumed it happened before this because yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it happening. Yeah, but uh, also, oh, also on television this week on November 16th, Poor Little Rich Girl. Poor Little the Rich Barbara Girl. Barbara Hutton story. Starring Sorry, Farrah Fawcett. Harris. Oh. Uh, Farrah Fawcett, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Burl, Burl Ives, Bruce Davidson, Jonathan Brandis, uh, and Kevin McCarthy. Wow. Yeah. I think 12-year-old Farrah Bulk. Wow. She plays the young Jeff, Fresh off Hutton. of uh, Return, Return to Oz, Oz or Return from Oz, I forget. Yeah. Return to Oz. Okay. Uh, it was a it was shown as a TV movie and as a miniseries. Uh, the miniseries is 240 minutes, wow. and they're both on YouTube. I think you can watch it. Uh, it seems like it might be pretty good. It's a uh, hmm. it's about Barbara Hutton. Who she was, was uh, she was like a very wealthy socialite uh, who was people. Her nickname was the poor little rich girl. This feels like forever ago where you would make something based <laughs> on this. Yeah, and when I watched the, the I couldn't find. Uh, we have a clip, but like I couldn't find clips that were not just like people talking. But uh, she was uh, she was the poor little rich girl because she had like a horrible life. But was very rich, so people would like follow her and be like, "Oh, poor little rich girl." And it's like, no, rich people can have like <laughs> problems in their life, dude. Like, just because they're rich doesn't mean they have no issues. You can't buy a new mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or her, can she, you? Uh, she became wealthy because of her dad, and her dad is—you uh, just said his name. What's that guy's name again? Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy yeah. from UHF. An invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is them just talking in the car. Not too many fortunes like yours these days. Forty-two million. $77,328.53. And 53 cents. <laughs> You're a hell of a bookkeeper, Daddy. Barbara, don't swear. It's not ladylike. No. <laughs> Cannot imagine ever watching this. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's yeah, the but thing is, like, people are like, oh, poor little. But this is also during the, the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So somebody being rich was, like, a big deal if somebody was able to hold on to their money during that. And it's about mm -hmm. her, like, meeting, like, princes and, yeah. and people from other countries. I think she marries a yeah. prince or something like hmm. that. So Kevin McCarthy takes know. that money and uses it to found, found Channel 6. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mister. Uh, also on that same day, man, this is depressing. Uh, second year of comic relief. Why the fuck don't they still do this this is they always great do in they, the UK, they do in the yeah. uk no but this is our our brief run of comic reliefs to benefit the homeless yeah but it was so popular i remember going to school i didn't know big, what it was and yeah. people would just show up in comic yeah. relief six t-shirts yeah. because their parents had donated hey we're trying to make red yeah. nose day i a think thing, yeah. But yeah. Nobody wants. once the uh triumvirate of what robin williams whoopi billy goldberg. crystal and whoopi goldberg once yeah. they broke up then uh no more comic relief i would did, guess they didn't no. break up i know but it's like if you couldn't get all three of them to work so together they then Remember it's they like did it again a couple years later yeah. uncensored on comedy central but man this list of fucking dead people from 1987 <laughs> yeah. yeah geez 
Uh, who do we got here? This is just a list of dead people yep. yeah. that we know as of this recording. Because who yeah. knows what's going to happen to Billy Crystal? We got a little yeah. while before this goes. Uh, Steve Allen, B. Arthur, Peter Cook, and Dudley Moore, who did their one-legged Tarzan sketch. Estelle Getty, oh, Dick Gregory. <laughs> it's a funny sketch. Shut up. <laughs> Peter Cook is super underrated and underappreciated. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Don Knotts, Rue McClanahan, Tom Post, and Alan Thicke, Slappy White, and co-host Robin Williams, mm. all fucking mm. dead. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, I would love I this nigga return. Holy crap, what do we have to do to make comic relief happen again? <laughs> also, since um, we just talked about, since we're bringing up Alan Thicke yeah. again, and we just talked about Growing Pains, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think he wrote the theme song to Growing Pains. Mm -hmm. He did not. Mm -hmm. He wrote a bunch of other theme songs, yeah. and he yeah. just pushed those together. Yeah. But Growing Pains, amazing theme song. Come exactly. on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was super bummed. This, uh, like Right after Alan Thicke died, I finally got around to it on my podcast app to uh, his episode of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. Oh. Alan Thicke was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to say Paul F. Tompkins playing him on Comedy he, Bang Bang. Yeah, well, that's it. But, <laughs> oh, my so God. The 80s comedian Duh. with the weirdest voice interviewing the 80s comedian with the most pleasant voice. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> my he son's is, gross. He's I watched... just super self-effacing. Like, he gets it. He yeah. gets that he's just inherently funny because of how boring he is. Yeah, he made how... a show called Unusually Thick. <laughs> <laughs> how puffy his hair yeah. is. And I, I don't, maybe it was for this show, I I revisited the Not Quite Human series, which is huge if you're a little kid. What is that? Watching free previews of the Disney Channel. It's him making a... Uh, his robot is his son. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He makes a robot and... Uh, it turns he out had a small wonder. Yeah, and Whoa, there's a yeah. it's a trilogy of movies. They were really big in the '80s. Not quite human. Not quite well, human. Disney Channel still originals. Still not quite human. Yeah. yeah, '80s Disney Channel originals are weird. Like the one about the monster genie guy. Which one, Mister Mister Oogie Boogie? The Boogie Man. The Boogie Man. <laughs> um, but that'll take us out of TV. Not a lot of notable games of this week, but tons of new music for you. Floodland by Sisters of Mercy. Share self-titled album comes out, uh, and whenever uh, you need Jan somebody, January Jan December thirty first. What? Oh. <laughs> Whenever You Need Somebody by Rick Astley. And yes, Never Gonna Give You Up was that lead single releasing back in July. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but number one, wow, Tiffany, I think we're alone Whoa. now. <laughs> we, uh, I don't think there's anybody around. So with yeah. that, we will transition over to 1997. Stay tuned, people. This is a really, really fun stuff to talk about in that movie segment. This week on Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. Fictional fast food restaurants quiz. For the next one, <laughs> this was a fellow NBC show. That's, all, that's the only real clue I can give you, because the signature Four meals guy. are not that notable. Hamburgers, or a milkshake with two straws, french fries with mayonnaise. Ugh. Where can you get those uh, various meals? What, what restaurant or show? Uh, community. No. Live uh, action NBC. Is it the, the 50s diner that Monica worked at? It is. It could be mistaken for a 50s diner. A peach pit. Uh, I'm going to give myself. No, no, the Saved by the Bell one. What's it called? Yes. You got uh, one point. Say, uh, what? Saved by it's the Bell. It's named after its owner. Uh, Buzz's. Randy's. Jeff's. Uh, Randy's Milkshake Emporium. Tom's. It's the Max. The Max. Ah. Yes. So lame is the actual food at that restaurant that I couldn't find a good clip of it. But what I did find, almost every restaurant in this episode has had a pop-up shop. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost always in Chicago for some reason. <laughs> they really love their food. Chicago's their food fast town. food like rip-offs there. But, uh, so I don't Steak actually... Trips. I have a clip from a show. I have a clip from a news report about a Max restaurant opening up 
featuring Max. And uh, just because of the pun at the end of this clip, I had to include it. Definitely do want to place the order, and who yes. who better to do it with than the man who played Max himself, Ed Alonzo? Ed, who indeed? Ed, thank you for joining me, my man. How are thank you? Thank you so much. What an exciting place this is. This is better than the Max that was on television. Wow, that's this is real. But here they have the real deal, and I can't wait to taste those tasty AC sliders. Yes. AC sliders. Mwah. Love it. That is Christ. funnier than anything that has ever been on Save by the Bell. Side of preppy puppies. <laughs> That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LazerTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Holy shit, coming in with Mystical uh, Ain't No Limit. Ah. Uh, off of uh, Unpredictable, this was a huge phenomenon in the South, the No Limit, mm. the reign of No Limit Records, and it was the first music phenomenon. I just woke up one day and like, oh, is this actually good, or is this, is this terrible? I can't just, and I was just torn forever, because every time you go to like a lake, a community pool, spring break, the sounds of No Limit Records everywhere you went, and holy shit, this is our first No Limit soldier, <laughs> mystical. Uh, R.I.P. Soak the Shocker, even though you're still alive. I just think you're in jail. Or is that Sea Murder? I can't remember. I think it's Sea Murder. Sea Murder. Lived up to his name. <laughs> what did he uh, get put away for? I think... I think <laughs> Embezzling. If I'm not mistaken, we talked about it on an episode of Laser Time because I went and found like celebrities who had actually killed people. He might have... There might have been a fight. People dogpiled. And he reached his hand in with a gun and shot somebody who was being like underneath other people. Whoa. <laughs> Truly cowardly murder. Um, but yeah. new releases this week in 1997, November 10th through the 16th. Uh, Firecracker by Lisa Loeb. Higher Ground by Barbara Streisand. Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes by AFI. So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes by No Effects. Uh, to See You by Harry Connick Jr. And Reload by Metallica. What the fuck? <laughs> Candle of the Wind tops them all at the, on the charts. My God, I had at least mm. two of those albums. No Effects. Woot. I'm still threatening to go see them. Let's see if that happens. <laughs> Reload by Metallica. A sequel album to Load? Yeah. What the fuck? Why did they do that? Why just just call it something else? If somebody... That was when they cut their hair, right? And the yeah. fans got pissed. So mm-hmm. why make a sequel to the thing that alienated your fans? Just I, call it something new. I don't know. There's a bunch of... And then on top of it, there's a sequel to The Unforgiven. Yes, Unforgiven 2. On there. Which is weird. Yes. Are you still Unforgiven? We, I've been threatening to do that time for years. Sequel songs. We're going to do it. Ooh. We're going to do it someday, Di. Uh, but news. On November 12th, 1997, Ramiz Youssef uh, found guilty in the uh, World Trade Center bombing. The first one. The first the one. The first one. And definitely the worst one. The only one that was an outside job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then on the 13th, the Bill Gates email hoax debuts. I'm going to need an Oh, man. How do, you, how do we know the date of this? Uh, uh, it's the first one that could find recorded. Hello, everybody. My name is Bill Gates. I've just written up an email tracing program that traces everyone to whom this message is forwarded to. I am experimenting with this, and I need your help. Forward this to everyone you know, and if it reaches 1,000 people, everyone on the list will receive $1,000 at my expense. Holy shit. Enjoy. And then after that, obviously, it's going to be like, 
Um, you know, this thing is for real. If you ignore this, you will repent later. I thought this was a scam myself, but two weeks after receiving this email and forwarding it on, Microsoft contacted me for my address, and with days, I received a check for $24,000. My God, doesn't this make the internet feel so fucking young? <laughs> yeah. This, this, this... 20 years of this... Oh, and uh, the uh, another version is, Bill Gates is sharing his fortune. Microsoft and AOL are now the largest internet companies, and in an effort to make sure that the Internet Explorer the remains fuck? the most widely used program... Those companies have nothing to do with each other. This, this lo-fi ruse just seems unfathomable now. And for what? For what? It's just you forwarded to your friends. Because I was friends. expecting a virus, but no, I do remember chain emails a little just, bit. My my mother kind chain. of. Were, mm, yeah, no, this is the shit your aunt <laughs> would send you. Ah. Oh. Yeah. If you don't yeah. forward this in three minutes, your relatives will die. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. But it just shows you how young the internet. This is like this is like the silent film of internet hoaxes. Uh, <laughs> but Jesus Christ! Moving into the movies of 1997, November 10th to the 16th, uh, Incognito, featuring uh, Jason Patrick and Irene Jacob. Uh, it's a um, art forgery drama. Um, the the reviews are all pretty bad, but said that there's a really cool sequence in there about like how he makes the paints that can like fool the. Uh, I do remember that. Whatever now. the, the uh, carbon dating and stuff, yeah. yeah, like little bits of it. It's like, oh, that kind of looks like it's a neat sequence, huh? And uh, one night stand with Wesley Snipes, Natasha, Natasha Kinski, and Robert Downey Jr. Listen, we're both adults. We're both married. We're not gonna lie to each other. We're never gonna see each other again. Maximilian, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. Oh, bad boy, staying an extra night. Hey, come on. What? What is it? What are you smelling, Daddy, huh? Wow, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. That he's literally smelling <laughs> yeah. his crotch. Yeah, um, his dog is sniffing him. It's like, I know you were so with how, someone else. Okay, you're going to have to spoil whatever the... I got nothing to spoil. Yeah. Okay. I, have, I haven't it seen like it. A, yeah, yeah, Wesley Snipes is a one-night stand with the So Blade, Blade fucks species, is it? And it, it becomes a thriller? <laughs> What's well, the worst no that could happen with a human? Lady? RDJ two weeks in a row though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, he's. Uh, I, I think he's gay best friend in this. Yeah, so, oh, wow. He does not look well. I feel like he's played a gay best friend a couple times. Hasn't I he? think he has, but he he looks kind of so. Gaunt. Almost ten years apart is a movie with zero, and then a movie with one. Wow. Is there a 2007 movie that has the word two in it somewhere? <laughs> P2. Uh, find a conspiracy hey. in there, folks. We'll, uh, maybe there's a prize in it. <laughs> um, but a movie I did see: uh, Alfred Molina, Joanne Wally. Um, yeah, Wally. Wally. Uh, Peter Gallagher Wally. and Bill Murray in The Man Who Knew Too Little. Both. Wallace Ritchie is about to be mistaken. Yo, matey, you just stabbed me with your pen. For a real secret agent. Daddy, may I please borrow the keys to the station wagon? He thinks it's all just a game. <laughs> but they're dead serious. I've never seen a dead body before. Well, you gotta check and see just how dead they are. You know, I could be able to catch this. <laughs> you are so twisted. Oh, yes. Good Bill Murray dancing scene. This movie is not totally terrible. I was going to ask, is this movie great? Because I no. watched it a lot as a kid, and it's no, been a long time. No, it's, it's also one, like this, the combination of this and the larger-than-life Bill Murray elephant movie. Yeah. He mm. kind of either... He was in a bad place. He took, yeah. I, I want to say, a self-imposed retirement mm. from just being in movies, just accepting yeah. whatever script he was given. Before he started just latching, like whatever Latin, auteur yeah, he, he started latch like, onto, Wes Anderson. Became his own agent yeah. and doing whatever he liked. Uh, the Broken Flowers guy. Yeah, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, like, he just only go, like, he realized at a certain point, like, 
I don't know how to use myself. Mm-hmm. I need people who can use me yeah. well. Like you, like someone tell me what to do, or else I'm. And then he I talk about still, that all the time. Comic actors who need someone who gets yeah. them and can. If you're not going to write but your he, own movie, he, do your own. Like he's so bad at picking projects. He yeah. still did <laughs> two Garfield movies after. Yeah. Like he after he started working with Wes Anderson, <laughs> he still shows up in like your Saint Vincent's and your uh, things like that. Everybody also show likes up at birthday parties paycheck. randomly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but Bill but Murray no, is. I, yeah, I think this. I, I agree. This in larger than life is some sort of realizing. I don't need this shit yeah, anymore. I don't have to do this. I don't have to and do we, this. And we got, what, not even two years to Rushmore? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I remember also reading an article about, and this informed a lot of the shit I say on Laser Time in this show, that, uh, reading an article about someone really upset with the film being renamed The Man Who Knew Too Little because hmm. it was originally called Watch That Man hmm. with an exclamation point, which is just like, oh, it's a Bill Murray comedy from Mistaken for a Spy. Hmm. Cool. Whereas you see The Man Who Knew Too Little... It's either a, a, a reference you do not get, mm-hmm. or a movie that makes it sound more boring okay. and not what mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and and I think people were pissed. The movie didn't do very well, but it had yeah. this dumb title. But it had and, a really cool title with an exclamation point. Watch that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this next to the man with two brains mm-hmm. on the on Rendell store shelves. I'm going for a man with two brains every, every time. Doctor. Yeah. Well, by the way, what happens if the man with two brains meets the man who knew too little? Aww, Would they know they just enough? Ooh, and then they team up with the man with one red shoe. <laughs> I don't think nice. you've seen the man who has two brains. The brain was his lover. Oh yeah, he's not going to give that or give it's her been away. A you know, a years since uh, I seen mentioning it. the title, I just like had the amazing flash to uh, I was in Germany when this came out there, and there the title was Agent Null Null Nix so Agent 00 Nothing that's a pretty wow. good title good yeah that's that's pretty neat uh, and a little more symbolic of what it actually is yeah. it's not Hitchcocky and it's James Bondy who's um, his brother uh, Brian Doyle Murray Joel Murray no in the movie I don't know. His, brother, his, his brother's somebody too um, I forget who uh, and number one at the oh, box Peter Gallagher. office for almost no reason they call him the Jackal. They don't know who he is. The CIA can't track it. But we have a physical description. At least that isn't going to change. He's got a lot of faces, this one. No KGB member has ever seen him. But he's about to meet his match. Declan Queen, IRA sharpshooter. He's currently serving time for some old weapons charges. Oh, I... I... Yeah. I was, man, we were talking earlier. They got different colored hair! About bootleg tapes, and like, Mr. Show wasn't available anywhere. So I had to buy bootleg tapes, and it came with a free tape where some maniac spliced together with his VCRs every single talk show and sitcom appearance mm-hmm. of Bob and David. Mm-hmm. I also bought Tenacious D from him, mm-hmm. and he spliced together every single Kyle Gass and Jack Black appearance in anything. So I, mean, I, would, I we can guess what scene. I would watch these tapes all the time, and I just in the middle of it, two scenes from the Jackal, Jack Black, <laughs> Jack Black, and the Jackal getting his arm shot off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was just in that tape, like right in the middle of Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and like it's, it's very... not weird enough to see a blonde Bruce Willis and a gray-haired Richard Gere in a movie. Yeah, also, it's, Jack Black's it's, it's a remake, isn't it, Diana? Yeah, it's a remake of Day, Day of the, the Jackal, Jackal, which is a uh, freaking outstanding thriller. Mm-hmm. It still super holds up. It feels Walter like, Matthau in that? It feels like a documentary. No, I think no? it's something right. else. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Frenchy. But uh, yeah, it, it's like it's so like it just gritty and interesting that it feels like a documentary. It does not have Richard Gere doing some sort of Irish accent or Bruce <laughs> Willis wearing a series of stupid-looking wigs. Ugh. Uh but then the weird thing is, Sidney Poitier is in this movie, and weird. it is his last theatrical film. Whoa. He's been in a couple TV movies since then. Wow. But he's never made an actual movie movie. Is he White Man's Burden? No. No. Harry Belafonte. <laughs> That's Harry Belafonte. <laughs> uh, okay. And there's so many, like, 1997 is filled with action movies that were number one for, like, a week and yeah. are totally the forgettable. Peacemaker, that are, like, yeah. that are, like, too the boring game, for cable. Yeah. 
That's that's incredible. And uh, this is on the list, but I guess we're not going to talk about it. And we could talk about it in two mm. years. Mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid getting a re-release yeah. this oh, week. Yeah. Okay. As it was, I thought it was it, Little Mermaid for me is one of the most fascinating pieces of Disney history. I'll get to talk about my, one of my favorite movies, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, next year. That looked like it was about to reshape Disney into a success after yeah. years of failures, animated failures, all that stuff. It and helped. It, yeah. hmm. And it's just where, like, 1997, I know more for what was re-released. Like, yeah. the Star Wars mm-hmm. trilogy and mm-hmm. Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. It's like, oh, yeah, because this is great counter-programming to dull thrillers. Weird, because it was probably the first movie Disney movie released in your lifetime with no CG in it. Mm. It's the last mm. time that happened. Yeah, just right. a wall-to-wall traditional animation. Um, Pixar did work on it, though. Um, did they? Uh, yeah, it's the first movie, first Disney. They gave the Pixar they gave the priest on. the boner. They uh, <laughs> they worked on a couple things, mainly the bubbles. Oh really? Made, there oh. were so many bubbles they had to outsource them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a, it is a gorgeous movie. I love the Little Mermaid so much, but it. Roger Rabbit had 18 months of being the greatest thing that ever happened to Disney, and the second this came out, and like we don't need to keep paying Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis, we'll just we're having our own Renaissance. It kicked off a new Renaissance of films. <laughs> it's the first combination uh, in Disney history of Alan Menken and Howard Ashman uh, making yep. mu- movie music. Uh, it spawned an Orlando studio to help work on that, along with Roger Rabbit shorts that only closed somewhat recently. Uh, and I love this stupid statistic: it's the first Disney movie to come out on home video after its release. They Oliver and company did not have that luxury. It didn't come out on video for 10 years. Yeah, I remember ah. that. I mean, they made a big deal out of that. Because they Disney's mo- model at this time, and I'm only mentioning this because they would re-release these movies in the theaters if they were big successes. Every, every seven years? Every six or seven years, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and that was that was the formula. It was still the formula in the 90s. It seems really weird. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the uh, the narrative behind um, Song of the South mm-hmm. gets very warped these days, and a lot of people, for some reason, a lot of people think, oh, they put it out and it got ripped out of theaters. No one ever saw it again. It's like, no, no it got I saw like the four theater. or five times. I yeah. saw it in the theater in 1986. Mm-hmm. It, it just never there. got put on home video in America. Yeah. completely no it got, and it got in put japan. on home video in america completely just not dvd yes that's, mm. yeah, yeah. so it's it's out there but laserdisc in japan yeah get it on LaserDisc ebay in japan but that is that are the those are the movies of 1997 november 10th to the 16th we can move into some television is that really what this episode is called <laughs> yes treasure treasure uh the 1000th show it's called it's actually the 100th episode of frazier mm-hmm. but it's called the 1000th show because uh-huh. it's the idea is it's frazier's 1000th yeah. uh radio show because he does it every possible he's has he's been on cheers he's been off cheers for like five years well, he does it every day yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah. That so is it's, it's every weekday he, he hosts his show mm-hmm. uh so he's about to record the thousandth show so the mayor of seattle declares it frazier crane day wow because remember on the show he was a celebrity because yeah. like mm-hmm. local radio was still like a bit and he was syndicated nationally mm-hmm. so people knew him all over the country uh so, and there was gonna be a celebration at the space needle so they had an actual frazier crane day in seattle oh my god uh and Fra- and they shot this episode on location in seattle i remember as a kid watching it and not understanding what a big deal that was yeah because they're never yeah. actually so does seattle. he walk yeah. off the space needle like he does in that you you an interpreter. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was young. Oh, really? And then uh, during the credit sequence, you see a clip from the real Fraser Crane Day on a very special date. Are you kidding? Yeah. That is insufferable. Uh, I, yeah, wish it's bad. That is the worst thing that happened on September 11th. <laughs> until, until four years later. September 11th, 1997, he uh, sang the Fraser closing theme with some weird acapella group. Yeah. Yeah, let's, just, let's just refer to that as the original 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there, there was a producer on the show who did die on 9-11, though? Oh, in yeah. the planes? Oh, maybe. Yeah, there was, uh, there was a guy on the planes from, from Fraser. 
Uh, yeah. Man, if, if only Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg was there. Uh. <laughs> you say today, okay? Uh, Eleven uh, on, on November thirteenth, Friends, the one where Chandler crosses the line. Yeah, tell is, me why this is important. This is a classic episode if you're if you're a fan of Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, NBC is a huge week. This is yeah. not the last thing we'll talk about yeah. at NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, one where, where Chandler crosses the line, where Chandler is getting his hair did by Joey's girlfriend, mm-hmm. played by Paget Brewster, mm-hmm. uh, and they they kiss while he's <gasps> while he's doing it, and then uh, then they kind of like like each other, and she's kind of not into Joey because she's like smart, and he's a weird goomba, even though he's mm-hmm. lovable. Uh, so then she That's, breaks up with Joey yeah. to date Chandler, and Chandler has to tell Joey. Uh, and this actually has repercussions for like the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, I was going to say, that. That's like a real piece of shit no going back yeah. moment with one of your friends. They, yeah. They're the two best friends in the world, mm-hmm. and they end up like, you know, Joey's very mad at Chandler, so Chandler spends like a lot of the rest of the season just basically apologizing to Joey. Yeah. Famously, uh, we, we may play a clip from it later, but the Thanksgiving episode where Chandler finally says like what can I do and then Joey's Joey's like thing to get him to apologize mm-hmm. is they just get a big wooden box and Chandler spends Thanksgiving in a big wooden box <laughs> <laughs> and there's only a little hole in front of him such he's a- laying down Ryan Reynolds style uh, in the box and they have to like give him food through the hole <laughs> and such a thing might satisfy me yeah it's yeah. it's super funny and, and silly but this this clip is a this is a very famous line and clip I, th- I think I know who the other guy is oh it's me. I'm the other guy. What? Yeah, I mean, when you were late last night, Kathy and I got to talking, and one thing led to another, and... And what? Did you sleep with her? No, 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 I just kissed her. What? That's even worse. <laughs> How is that worse? I don't know, but it's the same. Um, That's... I thought the joke there was going to be that, like, Joey fucks but doesn't kiss. Like, he's, so, <laughs> he's so detached from all the sex that he has. Don't touch the face, baby. But that's one of those scenes that on a three-camera sitcom like that back then, they would try and not shoot a lot of times so mm-hmm. the audience gets yeah. a genuine reaction. You can mm-hmm. hear them when he when mm-hmm. he says, like, what? Like, they think yeah. that's supposed to be a silly <sighs> Joey moment, but it's not. It's really serious yeah. where he's like, what? Like, what like, the fuck did you just where say Where they're doing me? the stupid sitcom glass on the ear to the door when, <laughs> when Ross and Rachel are breaking up, yeah. and it's like... Oh, this isn't really funny. Like yeah. you have to have a little bit of a sitcom element to it, but no, this is a really serious kind of sad moment. In wow. <laughs> uh, moving on to things that Chris actually yeah. saw in 1997, <laughs> yeah. November 15th, I saw Don King's Only in America, the HBO movie starring Ving Rhames, Keith, motherfucking David, and Bernie Mac. So, which one of them is Don King? Because they could all be Don King. <laughs> like, all, I would, I would, I would buy three different ten dollars movie tickets to see each one of them be yeah. Don King. Oh my uh, God, Bernie Mac is Don King. Yeah. That would have gotten him an Oscar. Too, motherfucking Keith David. Listen, listen Bernie. to me, Mike Tyson. You're gonna do what I say. It's Keith <laughs> David is Bernie Mac, motherfuckers. <laughs> Beat him for the white meat shows. That's blank. Oh, don't worry about that. We follow it in later. Your signature is like a magic wand. I'm going to wave it all over the world, baby. Make all things possible. Ain't you going to wash your hands? I wash my hands before I touch my dick. <laughs> I, I thought... I, I remember this movie finally. I know it. Remember can't when be good. HBO didn't have budget for things? Yeah. 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 Those and, are, I think that's his. I mean, that's obviously a wig, right? Like, but yeah, yeah. But the it, hair it, looks okay, but those sideburns are like goes, the fakest it goes sideburns. Through all of Don King, and, and to make it even more fascinating, like Bing Rames, Ferris Bueller's to camera pretty frequently. Oh, does he? Yeah, mm, during, sounds cool. D- during the entire time film. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm going to do with this boxer right now. Including who also murdered a man in cold blood. I think this he killed. True. Don King killed two people. I think he might have killed, killed two people. Two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two different I, times. I love that. I don't know. If, I don't think I've been using YouTube on this computer, mm-hmm. but it like a- after the YouTube clip ends and it gives you like a couple other options <laughs> of what's coming up. 
what's coming up is one of my, <laughs> the greatest television moments of all time because Ving Rhames will win a Golden Globe for this, uh-huh. beating Jack Nicholson, who was in that 12 Angry Men remake. Mm-hmm. And Ving Rhames starts crying and, and like needs Jack Lemon to like come up with him. <laughs> oh, Jack and, Lemon. Yes, Jack Lemon. Okay. And uh, did I say someone Nicholson, else? You said Jack Nicholson. Oh, shit. It's fine. And Tony Danza. I meant Tony Danza. <laughs> Who's also in that remake. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, then uh, Ving Rhames crying and wanting to hug Jack Nicholson. Er, Jack Lemon. <laughs> Jack Lemon. Wanting to cry and wanting to hug Jack Lemon is just weird. Oh, I can't geez. wait. See, I just can't catch a break. They I had a real wait. lemon party. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't wait till we get to that Golden Globes. So oh, there's so much going on in that one. What a tease day! Uh, but uh, can they... I redo that whole thing? I just fucked that all up. <laughs> it's fine. Eh. Uh, on November 16th, the X Files: Unusual Suspects aired. Uh, I did not. Did I see this episode? Maybe it's a big episode. Yeah. Uh, this is yes. when this is when Duchovny and Anderson were making the movie. Mm-hmm. So X Files uh, had to like kind of shine a light on some other characters because X Files yeah. does have a rich backlog of mm-hmm. other characters. Yeah. Uh, so Vince Gilligan had the idea to give a whole episode um, to the Lone Gunman. Hmm. So it's kind of a backdoor pilot for their show, which would come, what, two years later or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Uh, so they get a whole episode kind of themselves. Duchovny's still in it, but he's uh, not in a lot. Mm-hmm. But this also has a super special guest. Why is a detective from another network tracking down extraterrestrials <laughs> on Fox? What I'm looking at here is an FBI agent likes to talk about space aliens. Because it's the only place he can. <laughs> And all new X-Files, Sunday at 9, 8 central. So many secrets, just one box. Munch! Oh my god, Munch! X-Files Munch. is in the Munchiverse. Richard Belzer, Richard Belzer still with us? Yeah, You can still yeah, be yeah. Munch. Uh, we did it a laser time about like weird connective tissue, and I think you've made a note of that. Mm-hmm. It is his Munch character. Yeah, yeah, he's playing Munch. They even say he's on another network because yes. Law & Order was what, on NBC? Yeah. Uh, so he that, that connects to X-Files to Law & Order, the Homicide, Life on the Wolf Street. Universe. Yeah, 30 Rock, Arrested Development, The Wire, The Beat, and like more shows. He's yes. played Munch on every TV show. It's yeah. so weird. I think he's, he's most he's one of the, has the most appearances outside of his own show as that character because even in Arrested Development, he is it's on the screen. This is yeah. Detective Munch. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he uh, like owns a piece of that character or something maybe I, would, I think that'd be cool if they let I think the he's, bells he's have probably that just character. cool to talk to and hang the around bells. as opposed to a very serious actor yeah. I wouldn't want to ask Vincent D'Onofrio to be on my show <laughs> uh, I would love to hang out with Vincent D'Onofrio he seems too, so cool he seems a little intense yeah um, oh, for sure but also that very same night mm-hmm. only on Sunday Fox. on Fox uh, the two Mrs. Nahasa Pima Petalons. Yes, yes, this is uh, where Apu's arranged marriage happens, mm-hmm. uh, and he is introduced to his new wife, Jan Hooks. And Jula. Uh, so there's, it's a very hot-button issue right now with Apu. With is he? Why is he still on TV? Is he allowed to be on TV? How come? I think it's almost unfair to this. No, no, I don't mean to say that. I mean, this get, episode oh, shit for paints this. Apu Look, as like the only good bachelor were, in the city. If this were any yeah, other yeah. show 20 yeah. years ago, it wouldn't still be on the air. This would have been yeah. something we did a long time yeah. ago and don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only thing we have in the world that's been on for this long with the same people is The Simpsons. Yeah. Plenty of white people have... Simpsons gets like grandfathered in to... Don, yeah. Don the brown someone... face. And I understand it being problematic, but it's just the sad mm-hmm. result of Simpsons being on I, so and, long. Yeah. What do you do? At I, this point, like Apu is a more fully fleshed out character than just lol Indian Indian stereotype yeah. like yeah. he yeah. like he is the only person at the uh what is it a bachelor auction mm-hmm. that like oh yeah he is the only person in Springfield who is like a good worker and a good person and all that uh he I, has I lo- a degree in yeah. computer something he says mm-hmm. I just love that in that at the beginning when they have the bachelor auction and Mo just like walks on stage and then and walks right off walking. stage yeah. <laughs> why do we have to stand here this is so humiliating <laughs> 
But Jan, the, the late great Jan Hooks, yeah. I used yeah. to keep a running tally on LaserTimePodcast.com of every dead Simpsons celebrity yeah. guest star to give you some idea of how fucking long the show has been yeah. on. It's crazy. And yeah. I yes, I understand Apu is problematic. Everybody is right about that. But this is where they double down on it. They do. And that's that's how long ago, how long the Simpsons has been on. They didn't yeah. realize they were even, there was even a problem because they yeah. doubled down on it and, and it made Jan Hooks a reoccurring character. Yeah. I, not all, that didn't happen a ton after... The first ten seasons yeah. where they create a new reoccurring Simpsons, the Springfield. Yeah. It was like her, uh, the Tress McNeil lawyer, so <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle, Mom is the judge. Yeah, who doesn't Gil, really come back anymore. Previously referenced Gil. Well, I mean, yeah. where celebrity guest stars like Joe Montana come back <laughs> yeah. and occasionally yeah. voice that same character. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't realize, like looking at the cast list for this episode, Apu's mother. Mm-hmm. Also played by a white person. Yeah, uh, I was wondering about Andrea, that. Andrea Martin, who is like oh, in a ton Andrea of Martin. she's in a ton of stuff right now. She's in uh, on uh, Difficult People and yeah. Good News. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Like she that used was to be her. in a ton of cartoons, but now she's starting to get a lot of acting roles, which is good because she's hilarious. I love her on Difficult People. Oh my god, she's, she's so funny she's on that show. Yeah. Always awesome. Yeah. Uh, but here's a clip from the two Mrs. Uh, Naposapima Petalon. Naposapima Petalon. I am so torn. You are clearly so. Quick-witted and beautiful. And when I look in your eyes, I see that sweet little boy who sold me my very first kiss. And I liked it. Oh, do you think this marriage could really work? Who knows? We can always get divorced. <laughs> of course. God bless America. <laughs> Cute scene ruined by brownface. I get it, people. I get it, people. That documentary has not aired on True TV yet. But, the uh, problem with the poo? Yeah. yeah I can't wait to, to see it. Um, can I wait to see that? Uh, I've, I always say, no, you shouldn't cast white people as Indian actors mm-hmm. anymore. But we get to keep up who. That's the deal. That's the deal. Please let us keep up who. He's so much funny. What do you want to see edited episodes in syndication? I mean, they've also got Carl and there's several other characters. And there's a bunch of problematic <laughs> shit in there, but just grandfather the old shit in. Let's not get rid of it. Uh, oh, boo hoo. But games for 1997. They won. This is a big one for us. Yeah. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Just really cute. Fun. The only game I had on my N64 for the first year I had it. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. But it, so it you guys had, can explain it, because I never It had a one. ton of <laughs> shit. It, it, it did the... It had an overworld. Yeah. It was like Mario 64 racing games, but you not only had a cart, you had a plane and a boat mm-hmm. leading to <laughs> water levels. It was better than Mario Kart Air levels, they also then reversed them, but you had to like go through this overworld and kind of unlock and discover stuff. It had shortcuts. It had you shortcuts. Find it, different cool little like paths to go through and as, races. And, and bosses, and as a result, it... Mm-hmm. It had a lot of play in it. Like, I played this game a yeah. ton. Also had a racist Indian character. Indeed it did. <laughs> it also had a non-offensive Conquerors character. Yeah. Banjo. Uh, and Banjo is in the game. When Possibly was, Kazooie. He never opens that happened. backpack, so we don't see. But Diddy is definitely a full-on Nintendo character. It kind of got remade for the 3DS and didn't kind of hold that magic. But I think I like this better than Mario Kart 64. Yeah, I think. It looks oh. better. It plays mm-hmm. better. Yeah. It's really good. Is there no goddamn Rainbow Road? There's no. no Rainbow Road. There's, no there's, there's a giant volcano uh, that you're racing a Triceratops up. Yeah. yeah it's got a great cool. intro. Might have to stream this. I like this game. <laughs> it's a, a great ton. game. A ton. Uh, it was one of the first games we ever streamed right when I got laid off and created the, Mario, the week-long Mario Block Party. <laughs> Mario Block Party. <laughs> uh, but, yes, let's close out the night in 1997 segment with Metallica's Better Than You, and we will be back with November 10th to the 16th in 2007, people.
Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of November 10th through the 16th, oh man, yay, I got stuff to talk about. Uh, 75 years ago this week, 1942, uh, a couple movies worth recommending. Uh, Gentleman Jim, starring Errol Flynn, a uh, boxing movie about Gentleman Jim Corbett. Um, that was pretty good. I think uh, Errol Flynn said it's one of his favorites. And uh, also in 42, the Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Road to Morocco, which I think is generally accepted to be the best road movie. Um, it's fun. It's stupid. Uh, kids will love it because it's very goofy and um, yeah, kind of charming. I mean, it's a style of comedy I guess people don't tend to go for these days, but I, I like it. It's cute. Come on. Just, you know, what are you expecting? Anyway. 50 years ago this week, 1967, uh, we had the Fearless Vampire Killers with uh, Roman Polanski, which it's like a parody of Hammer Horror movies, but I feel like it's stoner comedy and that everything takes way too long to be funny. Um, but if you're high, it's probably really funny. And then uh, another definite recommend I will make is uh, November 15th, 1967, Who's That Knocking on My Door? Uh, debuted. That is the film debut of Martin Scorsese. And now that I have watched this film, I can say Martin Scorsese, he didn't evolve. He just, ex just fully formed. Just ta-da. So many Martin Scorsese, like, things, like stylistic choices are right here in his very first movie. Except that uh, to get a foreign distributor, they had to put some nudity in it. So there's just a random sequence of naked Harvey Keitel and some naked lady set to the doors. Just, okay. Gets a dis distribution. That That's pretty cool. Um, and it's a pretty solid movie, you know, about... Uh, your usual things that Martin Scorsese movies are about. Catholic guilt, sex, crime. Yeah, and uh, super young Harvey Keitel. And then on top of that, let's go one more. 40 years ago this week, November 16th, 1977, was the premiere of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which if you have not seen it, I don't understand you. Matthew J I'm hasn't seen it. Well, I'm letting you in just so I can chastise you for not having seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I'm sorry. This one time you let me into the classic room and I've already offended you. Nah. I, just, I just wanted to see all your cool old film reels. No. God. That's it. All right. I'll go back into the millennial Wait, box. Now I'm going to hit the button. I'm going to hit this button on uh, over here and you're going to be trapped in your chair and I'm going to make you watch Close Encounters <laughs> now. Uh, here come the wrist restraints. Ah. So, uh, yeah, Close Encounters is, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you've seen many parodies of it where Richard Dreyfuss starts having these visions of, you know, this mountain and he needs to figure out what's going on and there's a cover-up and there's this uh, little boy disappears and it's just so well made and so tense and so interesting. The effects are fantastic and, and it's, it's, you know, it's exciting and it's also moving and uh, just Spielberg probably at his best, honestly. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen Close Encounters, you totally should. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. There are four lights! Brown, 
coming in with uh, is this pre piece of shit Chris Brown yeah. kiss kiss featuring is, is that a thing? kiss kiss or punch punch uh, oh jeez that might not have happened yet oh. before the world turned on him uh, but this is finally pushing Soldier Boy out of number one Yay. so it's good for something also new releases by Celine Dion with Taking Chances and As I Am by Alicia Keys mm, that was good mm-hmm. uh, some news for 2007 this this what is this week Two, November 10th through the 16th on November 10th at the uh, Ibero-American Summit in Chile, Venezuela's President Hugo Chavez continually interrupts Spain's Prime Minister, causing Spain's King Juan Carlos to loudly ask, Why don't you shut up? It becomes a giant meme. A ringtone of the king is downloaded 500,000 times and makes about $2 million. Yeah, this was a fun dive for me into the world of memes that I never saw because <laughs> my Spanish is terrible, but it is so freaking funny. It's like just you feel embarrassed for everyone trying to this poor guy is just trying to talk and Hugo Chavez will not leave him alone. Like they Whoa. cut they're at the big like panel table. But just as one guy's trying to speak and like they cut his mic and he's still just yelling over there about like how much he hates, you know, your your predecessor is a fascist. And you suck. And you don't understand. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. And he's mm. just being he's just being a dick. Wow. And then, yeah, just to see Juan Carlos, who just looks like everybody's grandpa, just <laughs> just kind of a big, big jovial looking guy, just lean forward and be like, you know, uh, por, qué tu, <laughs> por qué no te callas, which is like. First of all, he's using an informal, Ooh. but also, I mean, he's a king, so he should use informal Everybody's with informal, everyone, yeah. right? But <laughs> it's just the way he's so fucking. It's like, why don't you just shut up? Spain still is a king. Oh yes. Oh, no oh, idea oh, there yes. either. <laughs> yeah, no. One, well, Juan Carlos abdicated, and now it's uh, his son. This, this um, is all looking to be like one mystifying, one big mystifying segment for little Chris, hmm. uh, having not yeah. heard any of the songs we talked about. Didn't know anything about this. This TV is a weird week. Uh, <laughs> these movies. Oh my God! Please, I need something to latch on to. Because the movies of, of 2007, Love in the Time of Cholera, please yep. stop making this movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, so there's, there's our uh, Javier Bardem from uh, last week kicking ass. Is this, uh, this like week. a Latino starring Love in the Time Seems like it. Well, Brad, I, Brad, 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 I, mean, I mean, it takes place in Argentina? Oh, I didn't know that. Argentina. But it's directed by Mike Newell, who did uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh. And I mean, it's Death an, at a Funeral? No. Isn't that him For, also? Maybe. Um, but I mean, it's an adaptation of, of, uh, you know, beloved Garcia Marquez novel and it's supposed to be terrible. <laughs> um, it got really bad reviews. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't ever want to see that again, but I heard this was all right. Margo at the wedding, Cole Kidman, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, let's see a clip of that trailer. Oh, and what are you doing getting married to him? He's that guys we rejected when we were 16. Who should I be with then? I'll punch your sister. Never hit anyone. I have two. Who? Lots of people. You don't know them. They're not around because I punched them. <laughs> oh, Jack Black. Ten years ago, this is not Jack, the movie I thought it was. Okay. Ten years ago, yeah. he was getting his arm blown off in a forgettable action movie, and now he's going for his Oscar already. <laughs> uh, good, good on you. That's a good ten years, Jack yeah. Black. Yeah, at the wedding. That's um, a Noah Baumbach joint. So yeah. there's, you know, uh, white people and their problems, I guess. White it's, Jewish people. It's so easy to get this confused with Rachel getting married, though. Yes. It, Which is what the next year. Yeah. That's, and is like one of the best movies ever. It's so. really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no mistake in this movie. You're right, everyone. This is the movie that's most famous for being referenced on the final episode of Breaking Bad. Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Let's open the store. Welcome to Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. How much for that fishmobile up there? That's $50. Don't you think that's a little high? If you'll notice, they are fresh fish. 
where the store is alive and wonders never cease. Alive with Flintstone sound effects. Mm. Jesus Christ, I have all those on a Hanna-Barbera CD. So the this, so this is not uh, Heath Ledger's final movie. No. no. That was the thing at the time was <laughs> making fun of those two movies yeah. together. Oh, no. Next door to the Wonder Emporium is the Imaginarium of Dr. Dr. Parnassus. Parnassus. But the relevancy of this, this movie stays relevant because uh, Bill O'Reilly just paid for his sexual harassment settlement. Uh, <laughs> there is a very famous tweet running around right now where he paid enough to cover every single ticket paid for this movie. <laughs> it was, uh, this movie made thirty-two thousand or yeah, $32,061,555, which is less than what Bill O'Reilly just paid. Wow. <laughs> well, you know who the kids love? Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. That, yeah. I, not that I get nothing, Dustin Hoffman. It just looks like a, an effects-based kids movie, and how well is that going to hold up when you're all dependent on CG <laughs> horseshit? Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman and Jason Bateman also star. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Smiley face i haven't heard this either I love Anna Ferris. and it turned out it got like really strong reviews out of uh different film festivals and then just sort of disappeared mm. um but it sounds like it's basically anna ferris is in, is like a harold and kumar type thing she gets <laughs> accidentally super wicked fucked up and oh, then yeah, tries to get through a day and <laughs> like I, to every every she, clip, just it's really hard to explain what's going on. Yeah, a young but actress unknowingly eats her roommate's marijuana cupcakes, oh my God. and yeah. that's because I, I like how do you get like accidentally a, fucked up like like that? It happens. It sounds like it can either be the worst or the best movie. Because yeah. I like I'd pay to see Anna Ferris be stoned for all day. Danny Masterson in a movie? That's yeah. cool. In a movie yeah. where someone gets stoned? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, the clips I watched was like. Just does look like uh, I might. I might have to. Shall we say, eat a yeah. large sandwich and, then, and watch this? It's quite a reference. And it's got John Krasinski. Does he? Does he look at the screen? He better do that. No, but he looks. He looks like he's Dwight Schrute now. Like oh, he's wow. got like his pants pulled up and shitty hair and really nerdy looking. Huh. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch this one, I think. Yeah, it looks like it has a ton of great cameos from yeah. funny people and improvisers. Uh, Brian Posehn's in there. Look at wow. that. Uh, Adam a movie Brody. about weed? I mean, um, but, sounds better than the number one movie of the week. I can't believe yeah. that. I actually yeah. didn't remember this in my mind as appealing to the public at all because yeah. I thought yeah. it was incredibly boring. It was a boring. big push behind it. They had a PS3 game. Like I have a... the PS3 game. I have the. I played that for the easy <laughs> achievements. Uh, I oh, had yeah. the HD DVD. I got in a giant bundle when that I, format was dying. I did too. I actually... We should well, say what it is before it, we talk about oh, it. Well, no, where it's all leading up to Oh, uh, yes. the clip will tell us what it is. And Ripper, Terror, Slasher, Gouger. I am the chief in the darkness, the challenge in the night. Mine is strength and lust and power. I am power. Ah, so Conan and the Barbarian. Oh. <laughs> it's Beowulf, which I, I just... I have a, I, don't, I don't remember anything about reading the book, but I know it was one of those books I was assigned to read from school and read it under my stairs, for, mm. in a closet under yeah. my stairs for some reason. Because you're Harry Potter? I don't know, I don't know, but <laughs> this looks so... That Who is that, Ray Winstone? Yeah. yeah. As Chubby, rebuilt, chubby Ray Winstone yeah. playing like the super jacked Beowulf. Yeah, I mean, Angelina, they even got Angelina Jolie to do full frontal nudity because yeah. this movie is all mo-capped. It's yeah. not, yeah. none of it is real, but it just looks like Angelina Jolie naked which she didn't used to have a problem with but whatever uh it even buried some grudges because it's directed by robert zemeckis and as grundle is crispin glover who had ah. successfully sued robert zemeckis for uh putting someone yeah, in a crispin glover mask in back to the future 2 yeah. grundle is upside down in the whole movie oh my <laughs> back to the future 2 reference yeah. this is like one of those movies that it was number one but it still flopped like yeah, it, so. it made what under what it should have and i mean I I've, I watched it too because mm-hmm. I got it on HD DVD. Mm-hmm. It was weirdly like 
uh, Universal, I think, they sent it to GamePro, and they're like, hey, yeah. we'd love for you to review this. And I'm like, when this came out on HD DVD, the format was already dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is one of, like, Universal, like, well, we invented the format. We might as well stick with yeah, it to the bitter they, end. I don't know how... And I'm like, how, how do I They were on board th- from the beginning. They were yeah. the first company to get on board with HD yeah. DVDs. So. And, like, how do I review something for a format that's dead? Like, oh, yeah, buy this... Buy this HD DVD. HD DVD. No, you should actually just wait six months, and this will be two ninety nine a fries. You know, it was a. And this is so sad. I love Robert Zemeckis. I love that he seems to be interested in making films that also pioneer some kind of technology. I didn't like this yeah. technology very much, yeah. but he had some successes with it. Polar Express and. I think this it aged better than Polar Express. Like, it's yeah, creepy. I think Polar Express it looks terrible. creepy to see them do normal shit. But like, if you're you know destroying monsters and shit, mm-hmm. that's fine for CG. Beowulf in that scene actually looks better than Grendel. Yeah. In the scene, it might be a lighting thing because Grendel's outside in the moonlight. Yes, it's he's all inside the motion light. capture. Yeah. Everybody in ca- yeah. like Polar Express, Express, Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol, and eventually Mars needs moms. I can tie this into Roger Rabbit if I have to. <laughs> Ending his uh, his brief, brief flirtation with Disney, who financed yeah. an entire company to make these kind of films, and then shit can the whole thing after mm-hmm. Mars needs moms. Yeah, uh, so. I feel like this yeah. was like the movie that was about to make or break mm-hmm. motion capture as a huge thing, mm-hmm. and it kind of screwed all that up. Even though they did use like like he. Uh, not I mean, mm-hmm. did he worked on Tintin with with Spielberg, right? I don't, I don't believe. So. I, I don't know. No, well, Spielberg also mm-hmm. worked with him for a long time, so probably just like also had that bug up yeah. his butt about like motion capture could be mm-hmm. good. So, Plenty of talented people tried it and it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know why it works in Tintin. I yeah. I don't agree. I like <laughs> the movie. I think they, but Spielberg uses it in a different way that's much better. Where he's like, no, we can shoot an they, infinite action scene. And that's they all are cartoonified shot. a little bit, so they look like mm-hmm. yeah, they look better. they look like yeah. animated characters. Which this is just weird. It's just yeah. photorealistic animated. Yeah. It's just Actors. everyone falls into the uncanny veil. I mean, I guess I give him credit that the, the monster just look really gross mm-hmm. and disgusting. He's mm-hmm. very original. But just, like, watching clips of it, it's like, I, f- I feel like I'm watching, like, a Shrek directed TV <laughs> thing. Like, the, the Something animation. Shrek would watch on television. Like, like the, you it, made a corpse into a puppet. And yeah, like, the, the, the animation is just not, never quite... Right, yeah. just everything moves in sort of a ch- chunky sort of way. It's well, not I, very fluid. I can explain why that is. Okay. Because your brain is telling you how a cartoon moves, mm-hmm. which is a cartoon moves in the most expressive way possible. Humans move in the most logical way possible. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I need to get up and go to that door, you're going to move in the way that uses the least calories and the least energy, whereas a cartoon will flip in the air and do all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit and be like very fluid. Like cartoons go out of their way to lo- to look like they're... Like it's still amazing to your brain that this a cartoon is, this is why moving. Ralph Bakshi movies are so uh, jarring, jumping yeah. from mm. cartoons to rotoscope. <laughs> Although footage. he is better at getting his actors to do like mm. not always like Lord of the Rings, not in that, but like some of his movies, like his cartoons will move uh. like a Robert Crumb drawing because mm. he knows you got to you got to move in a cool way because yeah, you're going to be a cartoon. Otherwise, you're wasting yeah. the medium. Yeah, if a dude's just walking and then you you put a cartoon over top of him doing huh. that, that's not impressive. Yeah. Like it's mm. impressive. Like when certain things like Gollum, where you can tell they're doing a lot of work over top of his performance, mm. that's impressive. But a lot of them sometimes, even when they are doing the work, sometimes it feels like, well, you just told a computer to make that into a cartoon, you know? Yeah, but I mean, here, like, they're, they're mo-capping his face, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then sort of manipulating it. Building so him he, a better body. So he doesn't look like Ray Winstone. But still, it just looks like just sort of his lower half of his face is just sort of stretching to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not still not emoting, really. Yeah, like, it won't, like when, you, when you open your mouth, your forehead moves. Like, your whole yeah. face moves with your mouth, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of motion capture and a lot of CG cartoons don't really mm-hmm. have to figure that layer out I yet. I haven't quite gotten there. Um, but also, I think this is the first time they figured out how to do eyes better, hmm. which that's the problem with Polar that, Express. That, that was a huge holdup for yeah. games and the Polar Express. You can't mocap eyes, or at least they couldn't then. Yeah. Now we have, like, motion tracking that can mocap eyes, but then... 
when uh, Polar Express came out, like everyone's eyes are just like straight on Ted. <laughs> like that's that's what really breaks it. Uh, so I've only watched this movie once, and I've never read Beowulf. I couldn't get through it. But what I have done is I've read the San Francisco periodical for dog owners. It's called Beowulf. Oh, and I, lo- I love it. I I've re- I think I picked it up just because I'm like, that is the most masterful pun I've ever seen. And you put that on the front of your periodical every week or month or how- however this often this comes out. I get Such one of those, but it's for my pigs. <laughs> uh. Uh, I saw this in the theater with like nine other people, and everyone else loved it, and I hated it. And I was like, what the... F- you guys didn't hate that Wait, stupid nine, movie? nine other people total, or nine other people that you were in your group? In my group. It was okay. a packed theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was opening night, I think. I think it's odd to have a movie made by this many competent people that nobody talks about yeah. and seemingly has no fans. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. it called and- Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the next one uh, of these kind of things. period. Um, it, very bizarre. I, I didn't want to bother revisiting it for this episode, and I love Don't Zemeckis and animation. It, it, it's still not pleasing to look at yeah. in any way. Mm-hmm. And it's such an odd story to convert in that style. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe use something with color. Color <laughs> in it. We need it more than brown and light blue. I'm telling you, watch Tintin again, dude. Like, I'll, watch, I'll, I'll take in yeah. Tintin again. Yeah. I, haven't, I, don't, I don't think I saw the whole thing. It was something I, I watched I really, I heartily recommend that. But, you know, the second one's coming out, right? We'll, we'll get there. Someday. <laughs> Peter Jackson will get around to it. What's He's got no projects on his plate. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, but that wraps up the movies for 2007, but in TV in 07, November 10th through the 16th, oh my goodness, saying goodbye to Miss Simone. Uh, that's <laughs> nah, she's still on The Talk or The View, which one <laughs> yeah. is it? The View, right? I guess so. But, I don't know. But the so very Raven character of That's So Raven, <laughs> only four seasons? I feel like this is around four forever. Four seasons, yeah. 100 episodes, but it's the Disney Channel I got rerun to, yeah. to like hell. Like wow. It was yeah. on all the time. Mm. It was called Where There's Smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, where her brother Corey, uh, of, Corey, Corey in the house of the GBA game fame yes. or DS game or whatever <laughs> fame, uh, uh, I think smokes or oh, something. No. Let's just know a commercial from it. Oh no! On an all new That's So Raven. What is this? You know cigarettes are nasty. Don't you know how dangerous cigarette smoking is? But to catch Corey smoking, Raven will face something even nastier. Ew! 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 An all new That's So Raven Saturday at seven six seven. Those were you socks. She was under their bed. Yeah. Please tell me Corey dies of cancer at the end. That's a great <laughs> no, he goes to the show. White House. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so is that? I don't know if that's the same character or just his name. I, is actually, I, don't I have no know. idea. But um, what a weird finale for such a big show. Like this yeah. show was huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just seemed we make a hundred episodes and just tap the fuck out. Everybody yeah. rode out as yeah. fast as they could. Uh, uh, this then, is also exciting for for kids. Kids cable. <laughs> uh, November twelfth, SpongeBob's first TV movie uh, airs. I don't know. I don't actually don't know anything about this. Atlantis Square Pantis. Yeah, had a very special guest star. Did oh, I write down who it is? Yes, yeah, it is. But I still want to see if I can. I hear him in this clip. Uh, I could. I was like, is this the right character? Because he's doing such a weird voice. I could not figure out if okay. it was him. I did not know. I've never watched this. this, even though I knew it. Welcome to Atlantis. Whoa. I've been expecting you. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. I am the Lord Royal Highness. Wow, oh, I can't start to hear it. There. I, I hear it. Yeah, a you, bit. you can hear it. It took me uh, a couple listens. That's David Bowie. That's David yeah. Bowie. Uh, famously, if you listen to uh, season uh, two or three commentaries of uh, Venture Brothers, where they tried <laughs> to get David Bowie on that show, and they're like, he did SpongeBob. Like they're like <laughs> screaming about it. Well, I think if if you're a big fan of classic entertainment and don't like SpongeBob, yeah. the amount of guest stars they pulled in will infuriate you. Mm. It is yeah. unbelievable Who how plays many. The cat? Uh, is it Norris Barkley? <laughs> it's I but Norris Barkley's like it. the people who have made like Brian Wilson cutting songs for SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Like, how did yeah. this happen? 
who do you guys know? This is all crazy. This is in the dark period of SpongeBob, mm-hmm. where the where Steven Hillenburg, the creator, had left, and it wasn't very good. But when Hillenburg's on the show. SpongeBob's great. I love SpongeBob. It's so funny, and it's like I don't watch it regularly, so every time I see it, it's new to me because there's mm-hmm. like fucking three hundred episodes. Two thousand seven is yeah. also around the time where every cartoon maker is realizing, hey, I can bunch these three episodes into a different DVD that mm-hmm. I can sell apart from the season DVD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, Sp- SpongeBob uh, was pretty rotten. Can sit next to the Stewie Griffin story and all those Futurama things. SpongeBob was real, real rotten about. Season yeah. DVDs and South Park. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It took they, them they, forever. They did like a bunch of like eight episode uh, single disc things, yeah. and it was infuriating. So I, I think I would have caught up more on the series if I could have. Actually they they purchased did get around sets. to it, and it's on Hulu. You can yeah. watch it on Hulu. But they did get around to season, and there is a big full series, or like mm-hmm. full of like you can tell they were like we'll put all the one the good ones that old people want into their own box set. Hmm. So mm-hmm. hey, old people, pay forty bucks for but this. This is their TV movie, so they've already had a theatrical movie. Yes, yes. the um, the, the SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants movie, movie was which a, is fantastic. Dude, it's so good. It's amazing. I, hate, I do not like the new movie. Hmm. I thought I that was pretty it. bad. I, I, but I Hillenburg did first. come back for that, though. I know. It's apparently. just that, that live-action superhero portion is just... Oh, apparently you know. that's just the end? Uh, but it's the tra- like half the film. Is it half of... Okay, because yeah. the trailers were like, this is the whole movie, and then people who support the movie are like, it's not the whole movie. Please watch the it's movie. It's not the whole movie, but it, it's it's too much. Too yeah. much. Griffin, um, uh, uh, Griff Lightning uh, from uh, the Blank Check podcast mm-hmm. is a big proponent of that movie. Um, but Jesus, another finale this week drawn together. Everyone's favorite. Uh, has a, a series finale after three seasons, 38 episodes. The Elimination Special Part 2. And I guess eventually return for a straight-to-DVD movie. Straight-to-DVD yeah. movie that looks like shit. It's a Flash animated movie. <laughs> it Does sucks. Does look good? The show, actually, that's the only, so the only reason this show Because it was is, not really that funny. No, it was not funny. <laughs> it was terrible comedy. You know, I will actually, I can't full-on defend Drawn Together, but I I did get some laughs out of it. I think it made a parody of reality shows. Yes, I yeah. made a parody of That stuff is actually that's kind great. of deft and funny. Uh, it's got it's got some good jokes, but a lot of it leans on the gay the, and rape stuff. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the discourse about what's bad about South Park going on right mm-hmm. now, drawn together is like that times fifty. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the thing is, at the time, uh, and still kind of, every Comedy Central animated show was always computer animated, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. just like South Park, just like uh, the what was the David Cross one about disabled people? The Freaks, Freaks, Freak Squad, it's Freak Squad. Uh, it's always, but they really fought for like, no, this is a show about the history of animation. This has to be two D hand drawn animated. Mm-hmm. Has to look real really good and it does and they're like mm-hmm. we have to hire great voice actors yeah. like like oh. Tress McNeil they did. Uh, yeah. Adam Carolla Adam Carolla <laughs> Adam Carolla is pretty okay. not working with any women his character fine. I like that his character is like so the thing his character is supposed to look like uh, shitty internet animation mm-hmm. that's the joke is that he's oh, the most yeah. crass one when they're all crass his matter. lines are yeah. super thick like yes right. and he moves very jerkily yeah. but then they made a shitty flash movie where it's like now you just lost that whole joke <laughs> because they all look like shit now mm. but drawn together I mean just put it on mute and watch some of that and it's it's like if some of the over the top things because they go so over the top mm-hmm. like there's an episode that's all about pranking where the idea of the prank is you per, you, see, you make someone order a pizza then you deliver the pizza but you've pooped on the pizza I remember this and they yes. just keep doing that so often that it's like eh, that's kind of they beat it in the ground hard enough that it's kind of funny yep. they also made an entire episode that was an argument for stem cells that was also about masturbation and yes. uh, the veggie tales go on a murder rampage yes where the Spongebob character yeah. discovers he can masturbate he can masturbate and whenever he masturbates <laughs> he just spits up a one giant sperm <laughs> that's and like if, his baby and if you touch it it like cures all your illnesses though yeah <laughs> this is like, like also okay this is basically the end of the man show decade where it started yeah. out yeah. with um jimmy kimmel yeah. on uh when ben stein's money that led into the man show <laughs> then uh 
Adam Carolla took the baton from the man show, brought to this, and now after this, it's like, I don't think he did that. It's the only Adam Carolla show. Yeah. Steve-O broke my table. What did Loveline air on? Which channel? Yeah, it was MTV, MTV, but the radio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a radio show they turned into, like Howard Stern, they turned into a TV yeah. show. Yeah. And uh, you'll have to read this for me. I, I don't yeah. want to do it. Um, uh, Georgia Fox. That's it? Georgia? I could have mm-hmm. done that. Georgia, yeah. Georgia <laughs> Fox uh, left CSI. This was her last regular episode. Oh, no. Uh, but then she never really, like, the next, like, three seasons she was, like, recurring, where she was even, the, the like, third season after that, she was still mm. in the opening credits, even though she's wow. only in, like, half the season. Then the season after that, she just became a regular again. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I put this in there just because it's, like, it's one of those notable TV events of the entire year, and I'm like, okay. None of us. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to look it up. I was yeah. like, and I even was like, "Why did Dave?" Was, tell me to was Richard this? Belzer here? I don't know. Because <laughs> the next Maybe. one's the only one I was I was there for of almost the entire show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why? Why what? Okay, this is a show. Look, I just we're went, about to argue. With I Diana. just went to bat for Drawn Together, and I will not go That's to bat ins- for Xavier oh, Renegade Diana. Angel. Xavier Renegade Angel pre- premiered it. the week before, uh, mm-hmm. but this is such a weird week for TV. <laughs> I threw it in here. It chooses an interesting style to yeah. animate itself. Interesting is a word. But I love the. PFFR guys, yeah, PFFR. Uh, yeah. people PFFR. made wonder shows, and it's it's just as what like delocated, anarchist, and weird, yeah. and offensive, and cruel. I remember my friends and I went out to like the Two movies viewers. or something. <laughs> we came home and turned on the TV and turned on Adult Swim like we always do on Sunday night, and this was on, and we we're like. What the fuck? Like, we were like, is, did someone hack Adult Swim? What the hell is this? <laughs> I, I remember not liking it when it came on, and then I'm like, I, if you can actually pay attention to it, which seems hard because Adult Swim doesn't like you to pay attention to stuff. It's all mm-hmm. about moving on very fast to the next thing. It's really funny. I think it's hilarious. I, 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 it's one of those things I discovered I liked well after it was canceled. <laughs> oh, we uh, were watching it as Xavier it Renegade Angel. Yeah, it's about a, a uh, he is like a Native American wandering the, or it's like a parody of like Walker, Texas mm-hmm. Rangers uh, kind of things, but also like 90s internet and mm-hmm. it looks like shitty computer animation. He has a snake for an arm. It's crazy. Yes, a, I've never he has a beak, but he's a wolf. You never any, see, oh, I don't, get I don't ready. think I've seen a frame yeah. of this. Get ready. Oh, Wonderfully my. surreal. In this God, clip, uh, Rednecks hate computers so they're throwing computers into the local yeah. lake and then it puts a, a computer virus into the water that the everyone's drinking so it's turning their shitty computer animation into even shittier computer animation oh peep show ooh futada hmm. I'm watching a woman washing <laughs> I wish I could see myself watching washing what the water the computer virus it's in the lake What's happening to us? The virus is in the water. What are you doing here? If the computer virus is infecting people, then <laughs> I need to get a human virus to infect aside the computer. Welcome to the U.S. Army. How can I help you? I need some of that disease you guys invented. Crack? The other one. <laughs> AIDS. That's the spice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, there's just a little a little slice of Gary's mod in there. Yeah. And it makes people, uh, just dragging a 3D character so across. I, uh, this I always mix up with the... Um, Chris Elliott's uh, adult something uh, e- Eagle Hearts. Oh, Eagle Hearts. Eagle Hearts. Yeah. Oh my God, that show's amazing. Uh, Best episode about the blues period <laughs> ever, ever, but, ever. But so he just wanders the earth and like pontificates to himself and tries to sound smart or whatever. Lots of monologuing. It's so stupid. But he's one of the dumbest characters ever, made intentionally ugly and jarring yeah. to look at. Every I window, understand why people wouldn't like it. Die. All yeah. the windows he just smashed through were still there after yes. he smashed through them. After he ragdolls through them, but let's move into the games real quick. Oh man! Look at this! Oh my god! Computer animation, man. This, yeah, we're hitting the holiday season for video games. So big week. 
Uh, Kane and Lynch Deadman on uh, PS3, 360, and PC. Wow. Uh, Does this a, also count as the anniversary it, for Giant Bomb? Yes, in about a, <laughs> in about a month, uh, a games journalist will be fired. For, uh, wait, is this the second? Wasn't that Kane and Lynch 2? No, is this, this, this two? It was oh, the first, the first one. one? Uh, Contra 4, la, the, the, the last Contra that we've received. I think there actually there may have been no There's Wii hardcore one. uprising. Yeah. Is technically last contra. real yeah. Contra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and one, uh, one of the better ones uh, was uh, exclusive to Nintendo DS. Mm-hmm. Sonic Rivals 2, whatever. SmackDown <laughs> versus Raw 2008. I just sold my sweat, my promotional sweater for uh, this game. You should have fucking given that to me, man. Uh, came out on the PS3, PS2, PSP, Wii, Xbox 360, Nintendo DS. That's so many different consoles Jeez. for one wrestling game. Come on, PS3 twice, according to our doc. Yeah, first game to not have Chris Benoit in it. Chris, Ooh. so... Uh, <laughs> should note that uh, Soldier of Fortune Payback Unbe- on PC, unbelievable. PS3, Based on licensing the magazine Soldier of Fortune, and I, I just remember this. <laughs> really, this, this is oh, the shooter. Is this? this is the shooter where the limbs really like yeah, get bloody when yeah. you shoot hey, them. Hey, Cabela's off. has been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. and oh man, Crisis, uh, Crisis out on PC, the benchmark first-person yeah. shooter still heats my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first ever. Assassin's Creed Ten years Ooh, old. Oh my came gosh. out a decade wow. ago and somehow they've come come out with 15 new ones since Diana's then. husband <laughs> uh, his life has been decided oh yeah it's one of uh, Michael's favorite things in the universe he, yeah I, I mean from the beginning man yeah. I remember just yep. watching watching him play this and I'm like oh that's neat you can climb on stuff and he would just like stop and like, pull up pictures of the real buildings and be like yep yeah. yep yeah. like go diving into the history and being like holy crap I, I they, mean there's a reason they, that it's going strong a decade later they and did has, their homework I, I remember calling it at the time a mature game that is actually a little mature. If you look at it compared to Kane and Lynch, two gruff bad guys, soldier <laughs> fortune that shoot off limbs, like, will you just please appreciate historical figures yeah. and classic yeah. antique buildings and, and run around if them? You, if you don't like that, it's got parkour <laughs> it and does. crazy stealth where you can jump off the top yeah. of a building and land in a He's got pile a of hay. Knife hands. Where you can relive yeah. historical moments through the DNAs of your ancestors. It's a neat concept yeah. that can send you anywhere in a game. And yep. it's, it's so I odd. think of this game, the franchise really took off with two. Like That's the one yeah. I remember yeah, getting yeah, all yeah, like, the sure. tens I've always tens speculated, and, and I've heard it said as fact, I just don't know that, that it was an engine for something else. I well, thought it, Prince of Persia. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Prince of Sequel, and they the just realized, like, oh, this is way bigger than Prince of Persia. Yeah, so let's, like, make let's it release this as its own game. So, the game, the first game, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing. It was like nothing I ever played, but it, it, I, for some people, it didn't have a lot to do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I was fine with it. And the second one, just like, now we're a full fledged game. Yeah. I yeah. Do we find, don't need Chris and Bell anymore. We've got a. I do a find it bizarre because that franchise. game back then released on a Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. It released the same day as Super Mario Galaxy. Oh yeah, and yeah. wow, ten years, ten years later, yeah. ten years later, just a, a few the weeks diverse, ago, yeah, the Assassin's first... Creed Origins and Super Mario Odyssey released yes. on the exact same day. But yeah, also this week was Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, you could say like Halo the, and Cabela's. This was the last of its kind for ten years. Mm-hmm. Like the the kind of open world, find the stages Mario mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, even two didn't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, 3D Land, uh, 3D World—they're both really good games, but I don't consider them the same level of a Mario game yeah. as Galaxy, as Odyssey, as 64, as Sunshine. Where I was hoping you're going to say Sunshine. Yeah, because they're all—it's just like you find your own world. Yeah, or you go through a world, find the stages, and you have all these insanely different stages to uh, explore. Different puzzles and objectives. And there's usually stars, or in the case of Odyssey Moons, where mm-hmm. it's like there's a couple of different ways to go through this level, a couple of different objectives to, to to increase replay of value of all Mario these levels. Galaxy is <laughs> so good and is so in desperate need of like an HD upgrade. Yeah, what the hell? God damn. Give us a new Super Mario All-Stars. Just really like put really all good. the Wii U Marios onto $100 collection. Well, I'll buy it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Which one of these do we stream? I love Contra 4, baby. I love Super yeah. Mario Galaxy. But we got to move on. 
just so you guys know, we love it when you leave comments. LaserTimePodcast.com or 302010.net. We, uh, there's so many great ones that we had to spit it off and do its own show that we do for our patrons. Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Bi-weekly. We don't even have a name for the show yet because it's it's buoyed <laughs> by your amazing anecdotes. But here's a sample of uh, some of those anecdotes. Uh, Johnny Segment brought some levity to the <laughs> Louise Woodward baby-shaking trial, saying, I was taken aback in the fall of 1997 when Louise Woodward case was unavoidable. And for some reason, my older sister, two of our cousins, and I decided to videotape our take on SNL's weekend update. Oh, no. It was probably <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, I think our lines were improvised, but we worked out the premise beforehand. I put on a suit jacket and played Norm MacDonald, uh, while my sister put on a fake British accent and played the au pair. After I tossed out a few Norm-style headlines that uh, were probably just rip-offs <laughs> of my favorite running guys, uh, Germans love David Hasselhoff. Um, th- we got to the interview segment. The gag was that my sister would hold a baby, a baby doll, <laughs> And reassure Norm and the viewers that she'd never do something so awful as shake a baby. But thanks to live off-camera Foley, the baby would keep crying during the interview, and she would get more violent, uh, more and more violent in her attempts at, and to try and get it to quiet down. Obviously, comedy gold. Hmm. That was with probably that was probably on an afternoon's use of my uncle's uh, video camera. So who knows what he could have, what we could have accomplished with today's technology. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, thank you so much, Johnny Segment. And again, we'll, yeah. more of those on uh, patreon.com slash leisure time for the low price of five bucks. Exclusive show every single week, uncensored, uh, commercial free. We also have over 100 uh, full length commentaries, uh, videos that are exclusive to Patreon. We play games with our patrons. Uh, you get to vote on stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. And hopefully, some more stuff in the future as yeah. we move forward for our patrons. It, it, we are mostly listener supported. We thank uh, we thank our sponsors and Wondery so much, but we are largely listener supported. We can't thank you guys enough for that, and every little bit helps. Uh, Diana, do we do plugs or deaths first? I forget. Uh, let's do plugs. Let's yeah. do plugs. We can talk life and death. Find out Go more at lasertimepodcast.com, where uh, the show, a bunch of our other shows live and breathe, including yeah. Laser Time, a show like this infused with sound clips, yeah. research. But it's topic based. Yeah. Um, we're way out of Halloween. But we got some really fun Halloween stuff in there. Should. Somebody asking earlier, we should have some fun stuff for Looney Tunes fans. Yeah. Uh, also, an episode about fast food in honor of yes. uh, Thanksgiving just around the corner. <laughs> Fictional fast foods. Yes. Should be fun. And Diana might be that time. one. <gasps> and a really dumb 300th episode. Yeah. So we've done 300 of these yeah. things, people. Yeah. Also, Talking Simpsons, where we chronologically go through every episode of The Simpsons. And every Friday, what show emerges, Diana? Video Game Apocalypse, <laughs> where they talk just about video games with the aforementioned. Michael Raparas, who loves Assassin's Creed so much, he showed me some of the new one. Oh, I, could good. Just, I could just stare at it. Egypt. All oh, and he's got day. it on the Xbox One X, too. Yeah. Oh, my mm. God. He's like, hey, want to see the Library of Alexandria? And I was like, I'm such a fucking history nerd. I'm like, do I? Let's burn it down. It's like, you want to go on top of the lighthouse? I'm like, oh, my God, the lighthouse? They have lighthouses? Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> one of the uh, Seven Wonders of the World. Whoa. Thank you. Cool. The Pharaohs and that's of Alexandria. Uh, oh. show, yeah. not just news uh, reviews, talking about new games, but also a nice little feature where we come up every single with week with top, top five. five. And I've been needling Michael. Mm. So around this time will be the fifth anniversary of the Wii U. Mm. That it only didn't even last five years, but uh, yeah, like maybe a top five related to the best games on that console, oh, yeah. that ill-fated mm. console. Also, YouTube.com/slash/LaserTime. Yeah. Click on that subscribe button. Next to that subscribe button is a little bell. Click on that bell every time that we put a video up. Every time we start doing a stream on YouTube. Every time we do anything on YouTube, you get a notification so you don't have to miss yeah. anything. And Please. an angel gets its wings. Yes. I'm, I'm against that personally, but it does happen. You're right. It's a byproduct. <laughs> well, let's get into deaths, Diana, before right. we do our awesome, awesome um, 
birthday quiz. You're yep. going to want to stick around for that, people. Dave, yep. Dave one last time. <laughs> so uh, this week, 2007, we lost uh, two authors. We lost Norman Mailer. He was 84, oh. wrote Naked and the Dead. And uh, Ira Levin, who was 78, he wrote, uh, I want to say Rosemary's Baby mm. and Stepford Wives. Wow. Mm. Yeah, pretty written cool. by the same person? <laughs> I believe so. Mm. Uh, but now I we might gotta, be wrong, but now we gotta get I'm in. not wrong about these birthdays. <laughs> we gotta get into the birthday quiz! Oh, birthday is a doodly doodly. So we got a special one, guys. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna cross over now. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we mentioned... Robert uh, Loja. No. Oh. I wish! <laughs> but, uh, so we're actually having a, a classic corner crossover because these are uh, people born in 1967, so they were turning 50. Mm-hmm. Two people, two guys... That are both turning 50 in the exact same date. The exact Ooh, wow. same birth date. Both born November 13th, 1967. Okay. And we've talked about one of them, actually, already. I'll start with him. Uh, November, born November 13th, 1967. He started out in radio while still in high school. Bounced around radio gigs until he became the sports guy for the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock in L.A. Jimmy Kimmel. There you go, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah. One for Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just hit the scoreboard real fast. One point for me. Yep. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> and then another one. Another guy. Also born. November 13th, 1967. Uh, he's... I. Fun fact. I did not know about this person. He is married to the daughter of the real Jay Peterman of the Jay Peterman Company. Robert Downey uh-huh. Jr.? No. Oh, he's over 50. His films... This is... I, I, let's see how fast this goes. His films include You've Got Mail, Diary of a Wimpy Tom Kid. Hanks. No. Paul Chappelle. War of the Planet of the Apes, Shattered Glass, Rescue Dawn. Woody Harrelson? Sahara, Riding in Cars with Matthew Boys. McConaughey? Out of Sight. Woody Harrelson. Reality Bites. <laughs> no. oh, wow. That Thing You Do. Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn. Oh, wow, he's 50? He's 50? Yeah. He's Forever cool. young Steve Zahn. Yeah. He's been in movies a long time. <laughs> All right, folks, we have to close the show out, and we will do that with something Mario related. If you're like us, your brain is filled with Mario, thanks to Mario Odyssey. <laughs> Let's close out with something from the Super Mario Galaxy game released 10 years ago. We'll see you next week uh, for November 17th through plus six. <laughs> <laughs> 23rd.